Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Seeking the perfect relationship with others is often about learning to have the right relationship with ourselves. In this podcast, I share some insights into how the way we have learned to view the world affects the way we view ourselves and consequently, the way we perceive others. Towards the end of this podcast is a quick quiz, a self-audit to help you understand your perceptions. You'll find a copy of this in written form on the website and you might find it useful to download that at the end of this. Doing a self-audit is the first step to maximising your potential for a happier, healthy, personal and professional relationship. Let's start with the relationship with you. The relationship we have with ourselves is based on a number of things. Our genetic makeup, our hormonal and chemical balance, our nature, and how we're brought up, nurture, and our interpretation of all our experiences, both positive and negative, throughout our lives. Every experience we have is filtered through our senses and through the set of principles by which we measure any experience. Let me give you some examples. You're in a park. It's a beautiful day. A large hairy dog comes galloping up to you, tongue lulling out. Do you think, oh, what a great dog, isn't it friendly? Or, oh no, that great brute's coming for me, look at its huge teeth. You're in the same park, sitting on a bench, enjoying the sunshine. A stranger comes and sits next to you on the bench. They say hello and try to start up a general conversation. Do you think, friendly person, and make general conversation with them, or think, what do they want? I must move away, I feel threatened. Neither response is better or worse than the other, but how you respond to outside experiences will make a huge difference to what you expect out of life the way in which you live and enjoy your life and the sort of relationships that you create with others. It's important to understand that you can radically change the relationship you have with yourself if you choose to do so. It's actually a matter of conscious choice. However, to exercise choice you need to be very clear about what you believe and the impact that has on the way in which you behave. To do that you need to do two things. Identify the things that work well and protect them. Use them as a model for other positive beliefs and behaviours. Identify beliefs and patterns of behaviour that don't serve your best interests. Deal with them and create more positive and productive beliefs and behaviours in their place. I guarantee that this can be done by anyone who has a real desire to improve their life and their relationships. Any partnership 
any relationship that we have is really a combination of three relationships. The first two being the relationship which each individual has with themselves. And the third is the relationship that the two people have with one another. Whilst I'm going to focus on personal relationship, the principles hold true for us in a professional context too. At its best, a truly loving, interdependent relationship makes us more than we would be as a separate, independent person, in my opinion. It's based on the principles of win-win. Both parties have to have a commitment to look for solutions that facilitate growth and trust. The relationships are built on mutual trust and respect and communication is open and ongoing. At its worst, a relationship can be destructive where power and control play the major part and where there are always winners and losers. Partners constantly strive to get their own way and see giving in as a sign of weakness and defeat. Communication is often sparse or built on misunderstanding. People are using the same words, but they mean entirely different things. For many people, their relationship exists somewhere in the middle ground. There are times when it's great, but at other times tensions surface and difficulties are experienced, usually around particular themes. I found with clients the most common themes are money, the way one partner treats and values the other, lifestyle and health, work-life balance, trust and fidelity, and all of these can be perceived or actuality. An example would be concern about work-life balance and health. Partner A feels that they spend too much time alone because partner B spends too much time at the office. They feel neglected and unloved. At the same time, they're worried about how stressed their partner is and the fact that they drink too much and are carrying too much weight. If you truly want to understand the relationship with your partner and understand how to make it work even better, you need to understand the relationship you have with you and then you need to be open to understanding the relationship your partner has with themselves. So doing a self audit can be really, really powerful. What do you think of the relationship you have with yourself? Think carefully about the following questions and be as honest as you can. There is no right or wrong answer. The questions are designed to help you understand yourself and your approach to life even better than you do at present. So, question number one. How do you introduce yourself when you meet someone new at work? How would you introduce yourself if you were at a party? Do you still introduce yourself as what you do I'm a financial advisor, or I work in insurance. Or do you actually introduce yourself as a parent or as a partner of someone else? How would you introduce yourself if you were not able to use what you did professionally as part of your description? It's not what you answer that's important here, but do you find that more difficult than saying what you do? Now, think about when you look in the mirror when no one else is about. Who do you see looking back at you? 
What sort of person are you? Think about how you describe yourself to others. You could start with describing the values you live by. I'm kind. I'm hardworking. I have a strong sense of integrity. You could think about your unique abilities. What are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? How would you describe yourself physically? How do you feel about yourself? Do you like yourself as you are? Or do you think that you're overweight or that you've got funny legs or you don't like your hair? How highly do you value yourself? Do you hold yourself in high esteem? What gives you your sense of self-worth? Is just being you enough? Do you rely on the opinions of others or on what you can do for others to give you a sense of who you are? When do you feel the very best about yourself? Do you ever feel great about yourself? Take some time out to think about these things. Think about the times you felt really good about yourself during your life to date. And look at the patterns. Are there any common patterns underpinning that? Now I'd like you to consider the following statements and decide if they're always true, sometimes true, or never true. I feel best about myself when I'm at work. I feel best about myself when I'm in social situations. I feel best about myself when I'm in private situations at home. I feel best about myself when I've had a glass of wine, or two, or three. I feel best about myself when I feel I'm in control of the situation. I feel best about myself when I feel I'm needed. I feel best about myself when I'm doing something for other people. I feel best about myself when I'm winning. I feel best about myself when other people notice what I'm doing and say well done. I feel best about myself when other people notice what I'm doing and say thank you. I only believe I'm doing a good job if other people notice and tell me. I always feel physically attractive and good about my body. I believe in myself at all times. I don't need others to tell me I'm doing well. I believe in myself in the workplace. I don't need others to tell me I'm doing a good job. I believe in myself socially. I don't need other people to tell me I'm popular. I believe in myself with my, within my special relationship. I don't need my partner to reassure me all the time. I'd really like to have a special relationship, but I'm not attractive or good enough. The way in which we see ourselves may be very different to the way that others see us. We may feel very confident and know our worth in one situation, yet feel incredibly inadequate and of little worth in another. If our sense of self-worth is generated more by external verification than by an internal sense of self-worth, then there's a constant need to be recognised, praised and thanked. When this is achieved, it feeds the need for more recognition because it gives us pleasure, it gives us confidence. But when that feedback is not forthcoming, it creates a sense of failure and a lack of self-esteem 
which is potentially destructive. Like all things, we need a balance between the extremes. If you're entirely self-absorbed and consider yourself perfect in every way, it's highly unlikely that you'll be the perfect partner, employee or boss. It offers no scope for self-improvement or personal growth. Creating a strong sense of self-worth and confidence with a desire to be even better is the ideal. Determining our strengths and acknowledging those, learning to love ourselves for who we are, wobbly bits included, is a fantastic starting point to creating a wonderful life and even better relationships. If any of your answers have given you cause for concern, you'll find lots of help on the website, or if you'd like to work with me on a one-to-one, -one, um, there's an opportunity to book a session through the website. Good luck, and I look forward to meeting with you again. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.